Hello, Internet peeps, and welcome to another edition of the the Nemesis Project. I am Joe Doves. I'm Zach, brother. Brother. And we are here for part two of our Rebirth episode, because last episode we did Resident Evil 1 Remastered, and now we are doing Resident Evil Zero with Rebecca Chambers. Bravo, team. Um, yeah, so kind of quick story. Uh, this is a prequel to Resident Evil 1, and this came out pretty much after Resident Evil 1 Remastered, uh, part of the GameCube stuff. Uh, because uh, Nintendo got control of all the Resident Evil games, and they started coming out with Resident Evil 1 Remastered, Resident Evil Zero, and then Resident Evil... They came out with 2 and 3, and then... They, 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 they did 2 and 3 again, and then they did Resident Evil 4. So that was cool. Um, what'd, you, what'd you think of the, the story that they had? Like, the little scrolling story about... Uh, you know, they wanted to know about this corporation umbrella. Like, I thought it was cool, but then started seeing, like, an opera singer <laughs> with all the leeches. I thought it was, like, cheesy as hell. Yeah, that's uh, something about this game that I don't really think jives with the rest of the series. Kind of like some of the stuff they were pulling Code Veronica a little bit. Mm-hmm. Started getting a little paranormal over there. But, uh... Well, the, the, going into our first section right away, uh, all aboard the train, because that's what we start with. Well, we don't really start with that. We start with Rebecca Chambers uh, and Bravo team in the helicopter, and then did it just malfunction and crashed? Or did, it, did something hit it? Did it get shot down? Did they ever uh, say anything about that? Um... From the cutscene, it looks like something malfunctioned in the motor, the, the rotor, main mm. rotor motor. There's just some sparks, there's like a little explosion, and there's some smoke, and they just, they crash land, sort of. Mm-hmm. And we're not too far away from a crashed out uh, wagon and a train. Yeah. And then eventually getting to, you know, Resident Evil 1, where they're at the mansion, because how convenient. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, uh, the train scene where it, it felt really Nazi-ish, like, they had, like, the, one of the workers had, like, a little umbrella pe pendant, like, remember back in the day in, uh, in World War Two in 1940s and 1930s, like, every Nazi member had, like, a, a Nazi symbol, the SWAT sticker pin on them, like, seeing that umbrella logo it kind of reminded me of like the uh, world war ii era i was like i was like what the fuck <laughs> i guess i mean a lot of big corporations some of their officials will usually have a pin from their company on them mm -hmm. and america yeah. america does it they have a little america pins but yeah uh, it, i don't know it just felt like oh this evil corporation they look like they look like nazis <laughs> and it's well, it, the thing is, nobody thought they were evil back then. It's like, oh, those are the guys that make the aspirin, you know? That's mm -hmm. it. Yeah, and uh, they kind of give you a prequel story on how the T-Virus got uh, released and everything, which led to the scenes of Resident Evil 1, uh, which is pretty cool. But then again, like, 
we'll, we'll explain it in the episode. There's a lot of continuity errors. <laughs> yeah, some things don't add up, really. Mm-hmm. But uh, before we get into that, let's get into the development of Resident Evil, uh, I almost said one, but zero. Um, so this game was supposed to release on the N64. They had a little attachment thing. What was it? It was called DV what? The 64DD. I, I guess the DD stands for disk drive because it's supposed to handle disks. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it looks like you know n64 graphics uh if you played this game on gamecube or any uh remastered or hd uh game you could tell that the graphics are beautiful and especially the train scene um all the footage that i saw of the n64 was on the train and it looked identical i mean not graphic wise but like the layout and everything so yeah. So that was like interesting that you know they were gonna do the N64 and then at some point they knew like two years later the GameCube was gonna come out and they wanted to make the game look superior and that the uh, there was not a lot of load times so they wanted to make sure that they could you know have something more powerful to do mm -hmm. and so they decided to scrap the. Uh, the project and wait for GameCube. Uh, do you have anything else about the the development? Because that's all I read and actually saw footage of. Yeah, uh, I th I think they were initially going to have a disc drive version, and then they found out, oh, they're not going to put that out in America, so they scrapped that idea mm -hmm. and decided to just go with the cartridge. And they were confident they could have it running on one cartridge, but and they they got fairly far into develop not too far but enough to where they could like put together a demo at e3 and stuff which you can find footage of that demo it's not great quality but it's out there it's kind of neat to see really would you um, would you argue that the gamecube is a port of the n64 <laughs> uh nah I, I i don't really think you can port a incomplete game <laughs> but um Allegedly, from what I understood, the, the main factors behind them deciding to do that was that, uh, one, they were having a lot of performance issues uh, out of the 64, where uh, when zombies and dogs would attack, like, supposedly the frame rate would chug, like, in that demo. Mm -hmm. And then they got to a point where they realized, oh, shit, we can't make this work on one cart. Uh it got to a point to where they'd have to cut a significant amount of content for the game just to like work. And they they decided not to do that and just move development to GameCube. And what I know is that a uh, Capcom and Mikami, he likes to have a lot of zombies on one screen to make it challenging. And, um, if he can't do that without <laughs> frame rate issues, like, yeah, you would have to wait for the GameCube to come out so that, one, it will look beautiful, which it is, and two, yeah. uh, just so that you could have multiple zombies, especially when you're working with two characters at the same time. Uh, so, yeah, you have to put that in on the GameCube. Mm -hmm. Anything else, or is that, that, that it? That's basically it for the game itself. The only other little tidbit I found was that this was supposed to set up for the first version of Resident Evil 4, where, like, Leon's in that castle and that airship and stuff, like, 
Mm -hmm. the, the game that looks like a traditional Resident Evil game that never came out. Yeah, how sad. And yeah. we will get to Resident Evil 4. <laughs> this day is coming. Yeah. We gotta get through the the one episode of the bad games. The quote-unquote bad games. Yeah. Uh, Alright, let's get into some comparison, I guess. Um, right off the bat, um, I do want to talk about graphics-wise. The graphics were amazing on all uh, platforms for me. Uh, the I, I played the PS4 one. Uh, funny story, uh, quick side note, I played the PS4 one and I saved on the train and I forgot to save uh, later on in the game. So I died about, I was in the basement of the game and then all of a sudden <laughs> found myself back on the train i'm like what the fuck so oh, you're in the basement of the train facility yeah Ooh. <laughs> yeah so i um stopped playing on ps4 and then i went on pc because i remember that i was a little further in the pc uh so i i decided to continue on there so the pc one is really good uh yeah, just everything looks so beautiful. And even the GameCube one, I was looking at footage and I remember playing it. Like, the background. Did it have rendered backgrounds? Yeah, it had pre-rendered backdrops like uh, Remake 1 did. Yeah, just the lighting was really good. I mean, the lighting is more better on the, obviously, the, the, the PS4 and PC. But even in GameCube, it had that same environment where it was creepy and stuff. And, uh, I felt that the train was a little bit more creepier than the other, uh, locations of the game. What, what do you think about that? Um, the train, to me, is my favorite part of the game, mm. actually. Um, and, yeah, the, just the backdrop of the area of being on that train in a Resident Evil game is really cool. Um, especially the train when you're... Oh, go ahead, sorry. Especially when you're on top of the train. Oh, yeah, that part was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, all the graphics and stuff on the train are like excellent. Sets like a really good mood. Um, the training facility is okay. I kind of think that area drags on a little too long. It's really big and sprawling. Mm -hmm. uh, it kind of comes off a bit like a mansion a little too much is kind of my issue with it. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely the chunky side of the, the game. Yeah. Um, it's It's massive. There's like a main area and then eventually there's a basement that you died in and had to start over <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's actually two different ways to get into the basement on top of that there's almost two areas of basement i didn't know about uh, that yeah i mean well maybe you just forgot but it's like there's like the painting in the main hall of marcus you unlock it and it takes you to another area of the basement oh yeah okay okay yeah i know what you're talking about and then there's that whole outside area after you unlock the weird observatory door. There's like a backyard with another building out there. <laughs> Fuck, how big is this place? <laughs> Fucking huge. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. After that, I kind of like, the, I didn't like the weird factory uh -huh. area. It felt also kind of too big and sprawling. And it didn't, to me, it, I don't know, it didn't really resonate with me like other areas do in other games. Now, comparing the layouts of this game 
and Veronica. Um, I enjoyed Resident Evil Zero a little bit more than Veronica's, uh, Code Veronica's, uh, layout. I felt like I wasn't too lost, but again, Resident Evil Zero, uh, because the training facility was so huge and that, uh, you had to do the strategy of, like, the two characters you're playing with, like, it made it a little more challenging, but that's just more of, like, get good at video games, you, you bitch, kind of thing. <laughs> um, it's... It's really noticeable as how kind of sideways the area design gets in this game, especially after coming off a remake. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, it's not verbatim the same layout as as in the first game, but it's based awful lot on it. But it's it's a lot tighter than this game is, mm -hmm. with all the extra areas. Yeah, but I felt like the layout, I appreciated it more. And before we get into, like, inventory and stuff, mm -hmm. um, you know how, like, you have to backtrack to uh, go to the item box, which we will talk about that soon. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, there was less of backtracking on that, but because of the new inventory system, um, there was still backtracking. Like, I was... Because I was comparing notes to other YouTubers that I, I was like, did I miss anything while playing this game? And they're like, oh, there's no more backtracking because now you, you just, your items are on the floor and you could look in your map and stuff. And I'm like, that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what are you talking about? If I have to put a, an item down because I, I had to pick up this other item, I'm still backtracking to that fucking room to get that item again. If anything, this method actually created a bunch of artificial backtracking mm -hmm. that you don't that wouldn't you wouldn't have to do if they just put an item box in. It actually made the games it bogs the game's pace down a little too much. Yeah, so I guess we'll go into it now. Um, yeah. God, the inventory system sucks in this game. Fuck it mm -hmm. to hell. Um, in the N sixty four version, they didn't put a item box at all like their thing was uh how they were gonna do how they permanently put in in this game where if you need an item just drop it on the floor and and both characters only had six slots so there was no expansion in your inventory uh again if you needed an item you had to drop the item on the floor the Good thing is, positive thing I'll say about that is that when you look on your map, you see where you dropped your item. But at the, at the same time, it's just like, it's fucking dumb. <laughs> that you go in this room and you just like, oh, this is where I dropped all my items so that I can get, you know, this two-slot weapon. Or this two-slot item that I need to use, like the fucking hook shot. Mm. Yeah, I don't like how they did that. How they made... Weapons that previously just took one slot take two. Mm hmm It just... How do you go from... Perfect inventory systems for like five games. Where you have one, two, three, and then Code Veronica and then Remastered. And then you go to, to this one. Like, you could have put an item box in there. And you could have put in extra storage for a person. Like... I feel like they purposely did this so that they can make it challenging. And 
you still could have made it challenging with extra slots and stuff uh, because it was really annoying when I had to free up space. And it was annoying that I had to kind of mentally know that, hey, I dropped the, the briefcase over here because I needed to pick up these items and then I had to go get the the golden silver rings and then go back to that room to get the briefcase to open it to get a fucking card. <laughs> yeah. Like on the face of it, that whole idea about being able to drop items and pick them up is not a bad idea. It's actually a good idea. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes, you know, in any of the old games, you would be in a situation where it's like, I'm holding a bunch of shit and I can't pick this up right now. But you could have dropped something from your inventory that was a little less important. It might be something that you're just carrying just in case you would need it or something. And you could have dropped it, picked up that key item, used it real quick, came back and got what you dropped. That would have been pretty convenient, some of those older games. Mm -hmm. But, <clears throat> like... And yeah, they do map out items like for you that you drop. But what I don't like, uh, among other things, is that if you go in a room and you visibly see an item, it but you don't pick it up, it won't track that item on your map. You have to actually try to pick it up, and then it'll actually put it on your map if you don't pick it up at that moment. Oh, I didn't Which notice that. Kind of silly, yeah. <clears throat> Uh, what I also noticed too is uh, when you drop when you drop items, sometimes it doesn't drop like at your feet. Uh, sometimes when you drop it, they'll put it in like a different part of the the uh, the room. Yeah. Because I'd be like, all right, I'm, let me drop my knife, and then I w went to go pick up this item, and then I started like doing you know uh, hot potato with items with me and Rebecca. Yeah. Um, I was like, where's my knife? Holy, did, did I just fucking lose my knife? Because I was like, I don't remember. I remember when I dropped my items, I would be able to get it back. And then I found out that the the knife was like in the other corner of the room. I'm like, that. Yeah, no, it, it dropped it in this other part of the room behind a desk that you you can't see because of the camera angle. Mm -hmm. so, which is another thing I don't really like is like you have to try your best to put your items in a really open area where you can very readily see like the floor mm -hmm. like the best the best area for this is like the main hall and the training facility everywhere else it gets kind of like inconvenient a little bit about that like especially when you're near the end of the game and you're in that facility there's like this one room it's like <laughs> the way i always looked at it was they made hub areas where ideally when you move on to like the next big area in the game you would want to drop all your shit in this one room mm -hmm. and but the rest of them aren't laid out great for that, for you to be able to see where all your stuff is. Yeah, and you can kind of tell where these hub rooms are when you just see like a million bo uh, boxes of bullets and uh, green herbs and fucking first aid sprays out of the ass. Mm -hmm. It, it kind of like, they knew that this game was going to be challenging and they're like, alright, we're going to reward the player so that they don't like rage quit and never play the game again here's here's a lot of here's a lot of bullets and here's a lot of first aid sprays which i'm guessing if you play on really hard i played on normal um yeah, I, it was still a little excessive with the bullets and the first aid sprays i don't, I don't know if you caught that i i actually kind of felt like there was a drought of recovery items at some point in that game maybe i just did really shitty at some point mm-hmm 
but uh, I went through kind of a long period where like I really needed some healing items pretty badly, and I couldn't get any for like a while. And I don't know if this is a bug or just because Rebecca Chambers is like the the medicine woman <laughs> because she's like a medic. Uh, yeah. But I had a green and a red herb, and I with Billy, and I went to go combine it, and it never combined. Oh, he can't do it. it. Only she can do that. Fucking A. <laughs> oh, didn't catch that, did you? No, I was like, I was like, I, I played Resident Evil games before. Why, why ain't fucking Billy combining his weed? <laughs> I think they tell you that when you first get Billy in your party, so to speak, and then that file comes up about like all the team mechanics. Oh, I didn't read it. Uh, yeah, you probably <laughs> skipped over. I always just remembered that, so uh, I didn't forget. But, like, yeah, only she can combine herbs, which is, like, kind of doesn't make sense because everybody else was not a fucking medic and they could combine herbs. Yeah, there's one continuity there. <laughs> Chris is a goober who can't play the piano and he can't unlock doors and he loses his gut. He can still combine herbs, damn it. Mm-hmm. Come on. He knows how to smoke that dab. <laughs> yeah, that's why he's got that lighter. Yeah. <laughs> Billy has a lighter and he doesn't fucking do it. I guess he's a he's a straight edge, I guess. Billy's a convict. He's probably he should be smoking it up. I don't know why he's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um other than that, like that's the main inventory like problem I have with it. And it just the six slot thing was fucking annoying and I see what they were trying to do, be like, hey, you know, it'd be really challenging is if we put the shotgun here, but we fill their fucking pockets up with, like, all this bullshit. Like, they're going to have to think how how they're going to get the shotgun. And I'm like, god damn it. I'm like, I knew this game was going to be, uh, like, playing 4D chess throughout the whole game. What's, what's really baffling me about all this is, like, they, they had a good idea to further like the inventory management mm -hmm. and then they would they took several steps back with all this whole six slots each uh no item box nonsense and the game came out it came and went back then and it didn't it got a somewhat mixed reception mm -hmm. and a lot of people's complaints about that game was there's no item box inventory is annoying it feels kind of hard etc mm -hmm. and we're, you know, fast forward like 13 years later and they're they're doing an HD version where they add in mechanics that didn't exist like a quick reload like on screen, among other things. They added a whole other mode where you can have Wesker in your party and he kind of breaks the game a little bit and it's cool. <laughs> I remember but, that. But they, they don't add in an item box. And they know that's something people bitched about in that game that nobody liked. Nobody likes the fact that there's no item box. Mm-hmm. I just, I can't believe they, did, they didn't try to do it. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. I think they just got lazy. They were just like... But, no, that's not an excuse because you start fucking re-releasing these games like on everything, especially on the Switch, which has bugs. <laughs> <laughs> they bothered to program a whole other character in the game that has mechanics that kind of breaks the game a little bit. Why didn't they put in a box? That doesn't make any sense to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it, man. Like, I mean, that's Capcom. They love to take your money. 
and we we're stupid of, of doing it, but we love Resident Evil too much. <laughs> well, I wanted to see an HD version of it. It was nice, you know. It was nice. Um, kind of go off on the two character thing. Uh, there was a lot of strategy with two characters and what's different about this game compared to others is that you could switch from character to character so mm -hmm. if you had to leave one character in one area and have the other character go you could pretty much press a button and it, you could switch over and i thought that was pretty cool on gamecube when it came out because i was like hey we're in different parts of the maps there's no load time this is pretty cool i don't, I don't know if you had that same feeling when you played it on gamecube no, I did that. Like, that's what I was saying was I don't actually think the two-person mechanic's a bad idea. Mm -hmm. But there's just a bunch of other issues that come up from, like, ideas that they had that kind of drag it down a little bit. Um, like, one thing is the characters are very different in terms of what they can do. Like, Rebecca can combine herbs. Mm -hmm. And she has that chemical mixing set that comes into play a couple times for, like, little puzzles. Um... But she's physically, she takes a lot less damage. She runs slower. Mm -hmm. And uh, her, she shoots slower even than Billy. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, and <laughs> this I don't think this game could be made in uh, this uh, political climate. Because they made the woman <laughs> weak <laughs> and, well, and damaged. In, in, their, in their defense of that, she is an 18-year-old girl mm -hmm. who looks like she's five foot three and weighs like maybe 110 pounds. Yeah. She's also, she's also a rookie. Billy is a is an ex-Marine. He's been in the service for several years. He, he He's trained and knows how to do all this shit. And he, he's also a man. And he's just bigger and stronger than she is. Well, you see, Zach... <laughs> that that is logic and i totally agree with you but today women women are supposed to be stronger than and men are supposed to be dumber and uh well billy is dumb he can't combine herbs yeah what an idiot <laughs> well, there you go yeah but you can play the piano though <laughs> you fucking not chris i'll tell you that yeah he doesn't fucking drop his weapons like an idiot. No. Um. Yeah, the 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 the, the two player or no, I keep on saying two player. The two character thing was a uh, cool. Uh, I, I was explaining to Zach before the show that uh, on the train where you put Rebecca in the upstairs train section with with all the leeches, while you know you have Billy come out. A certain door which activates a cutscene, or and uh, where all the leeches decide to hatch the eggs and stuff, and you you go down the hall and you find out that uh, Rebecca took care of all the the leeches. I mean, there there are a few that are left over, but all all the leeches that were coming out are pretty much done, and you can you can pretty much switch. What I did too is I also switched to Rebecca because I knew that was going to happen. And uh, started like shooting and you know killing those leeches. Yeah. Um. Other than that, do you have anything else to say about the two character? Like, I liked it. 
I just thought I, I was so used to doing just one character and you know not thinking about two people thinking about two people in, in, in the game kind of messes you up a little bit your flow in my opinion um there yeah there'd be times where i'd purposefully split off and control one character mm -hmm. most of the time because uh this has to do with the game's balance which is like kind of a big thing i'll tackle whenever it comes up um where if you enter a room like sometimes you'll enter a room and then there's like a ton of zombies or something mm -hmm. and like in that case it's advantageous to ha to be paired up because you can dispatch them quicker and they're slower than you so it's not really a big deal mm -hmm. but there's going to be times where you enter a room like that one basement area that's full of spiders and, and then your character gets caught yeah or you could both potentially get poisoned and that sucks um or like rebecca could die because she's so fragile mm -hmm. uh and then or like rooms full of hunters that's also a really bad idea um and rooms full of eliminators which is the worst idea <laughs> so if you know these encounters are coming up it's easier to they're easier to manage like the harder enemies like if you're split up if you're just one character trying to take care of because like it's less recovery item management you have to worry about it's easier to only worry about one character mm-hmm um it's less chance of both of you getting stun locked by enemies and stuff like that with certain attacks and you can't do anything because that, that would be the worst thing is if you both got cornered and couldn't do anything and you both die yeah and <laughs> which happened it, what i would usually do is when i would go into a room i would have rebecca stay and have billy who's stronger because he's a, a man uh <laughs> um go out there and like clear house and then you know switch to rebecca and then we would walk together because what's up i prefer i prefer to think it's just because he's well trained because hey you play as jill and she can handle all her shit mm -hmm. I, i'm just i'm just trying to <laughs> piss off all the uh uh feminists we're just joshing calm down everybody yeah <laughs> um but yeah, that's what I, I would do, like a whole clear thing, but before because I I got tired of dealing with eliminators, hunters every time I would get fucking caught, and I would get really angry. I think that was one of the reasons why I said, "Hey Zach, can we extend this to another week?" Because I was getting I was getting ragey to the point <laughs> to the point of being like, "I'm tired of dying. I don't want to play this game anymore. I want to play a fun game." Like, uh, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> See, it's more, Resident Evil 4 is more fun. Come mm, on, it is fun. <laughs> I just don't, I, I we'll talk about that next time. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much foreshadowing for Resident Evil 4. We're gonna build it up, and it's gonna like be bullshit when we... we're gonna put it over, brother. We're putting it over, <laughs> like, uh. There's just other stuff about the two-person thing that's not great. Like, did you ever notice, like, if you're both in a room, uh, the AI doesn't really act on its own, necessarily. The only time it'll take any kind of initiative is if, is if you get grabbed. Right. And then the partner character will actually turn around and shoot the guy that grabs you. 
Yeah, like, uh, you know, boss battles where they just stand and do shit. Yeah, that's like another case where it's like, no, you don't want to be paired up in a boss fight because you're both going to get fucking hit. Because mm-hmm. the other guy will just stand there. Now, you can move the other person with the other analog stick and kind of move them out of the way if you can, you know, do that, control two characters at once, thinking while you're moving. But that's kind of difficult. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, I noticed that when you go to shoot enemies... They, they don't pick their own target. They pick the target you do all the time. So it kind of, it is a little helpful because they're helping you take down an enemy faster. But at the same time, if there's a bunch of them in a room, it's actually wasting time because they could be fighting another enemy at the same time and you both take them out. I don't you know. know. I, I, I didn't catch on it, but maybe it did work. I don't know. Maybe I'm just saying things, but... I would have Rebecca point at like a zombie behind me and he would shoot and then I would turn around and then shoot the other zombie but he would be like an idiot and follow me and then shoot that zombie too and I'm like god damn it. They have kind of a, a delayed reaction. It's not like instant mm-hmm. to whatever you aim on. It takes about a second or two but they'll switch to whatever you're targeting and fire on them. Yeah. That's not helpful when there's a bunch of hunters or something. Yeah, it it, it seems like we're being negative, but the the it's a good system. Just I'm trying to think of a positive way to spin this. This game is flawed. It's heavily flawed, but it's not bad. Mm -hmm. I don't hate this game. It's not one of my favorites by any means because of a lot of these problems. Uh, it, It. this was a game I didn't replay for a really long time between every time that I played it mm-hmm. because of stuff like this, because uh, like I played it when it first came out back in Oh two. And then I went several years before I ever touched it again and I beat it again. And I think this is like the, maybe the fourth time I've played it. And it, that's over the span of it's from 2002 to 2019. I played it four times. That's <laughs> not a lot for a game, you know? Mm-hmm. If you really like a game, you'll play the fuck out of it. Like Metal Gear Solid Three, I beat that fucking game. I don't know how many times, and I don't. I still don't get tired of it. Yeah, I, I will say that back then I loved this game, but now it's like the tedious things that I pick out. Now it's kind of like I don't want to play it again. There's like no replay value. <laughs> and, there, there, there is a little bit, I think. Hmm. Uh, a lot of that has to do with the bonus modes, especially like if you have the HD version where you can play with Wesker. Mm-hmm. You can play around with all his abilities. Like he has this ability where he can like shoot eye lasers. I shit you not. <laughs> and it's like you can charge it up, and it like one hit kills zombies and shit. And he can also like dash across the screen super fast. He kind of breaks the game. Oh man. <laughs> uh, and then if you play Leech Hunter, if you bother to try to play that, which is, it's pretty difficult, but that's how you unlock all the bonus weapons and all the infinite ammo and shit. And I feel like if you do that, that would make this game way easier to play and probably even more fun. Because mm-hmm. there's, there's a submachine gun. There's two There's two weapons you can only get from playing this mode. There's a submachine gun, and you get the magnum that Billy gets at the end of the game in the cutscene when he kills the boss. Spoilers. <laughs> uh, fucking... You get that magnum with infinite ammo. Oh, man. 
See, I guess there's replay value, but I'm not playing this game again. <laughs> not for a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, it's a good, it's a good system. And, uh, trying to think what else was different about this game. Um, not really much, mechanically speaking. It's just a lot of the stuff that's really obvious, and that's kind of it, really. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you kind of mentioned this. I think you slipped a little bit, but uh, I thought this was interesting because you said that. What would you think about this game if it was two players? Oh, like co-op? Yeah. Um, I think, I think Capcom was testing the idea, and I think they kind of test the idea in Resident Evil Four too, too, when you have to like drag on Ashley a lot. Yeah. Before they got to Resident Evil 5 where there was co-op. But I think the game would have been a little a little more fun to play if it was co-op. I think so too. And like I don't know how you couldn't really split the screen. I don't really think that's economical. Mm -hmm. Um but I think you could have done like a land deal like with two TVs, two GameCubes and shit. Mm -hmm. Um and I think that actually would have been a really cool idea. I think right. I think they could have done split screen. If, I don't. I wouldn't want to play a Resident Evil game split screen. <laughs> I think what 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 would have been great is when you're together, you're full screen. But when you split up, they do a split screen kind of deal. I think it'd be hard to see what's going on just because of the way that game is. Yeah, especially when you have like a twenty-seven inch TV. <laughs> when you have like a fixed perspective, not like, like you could do the over the shoulder, like what RE4 started like that, mm -hmm. but where it's all fixed, uh, I don't think it would work. That's why I was saying, I think you need two TVs for it. Yeah, that would, that would have been cool. Um, oh, this is what I want to talk about. Continuity. Oh. Ooh, it's a big one. Yeah, so if anybody remembers playing Resident Evil 1, uh, especially Remastered, uh, when uh, Chris finds Rebecca, she's scared as shit. And I, I will give the shadow of doubt that she went through hell in Resident Evil 0, so like, I guess she'd be freaked out a little bit. But in Resident Evil 1, they made her look like a bitch. Like, she doesn't know how to fight anything. And, and I actually think that's more realistic. Oh, I mean, yeah, compared to what she did in Resident Evil Zero, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, more believable because she's 18 years old. She's a rookie, you know. She's probably barely trained at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, but like, if you go by what happens in Zero, though, it's like she shouldn't be acting like that at all. She should be desensitized to this shit at this point. Yep, and like seeing her fight a tyrant or at least a prototype tyrant and then seeing her you know fight uh the bosses and <laughs> centipede and the fucking giant bat and all these all these fucking enemies then seeing her in that game it's just like something is really off little rebecca takes on an eight foot tall tyrant by herself and takes it down Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she's scared hiding in the fucking supply room in resident evil one yeah, and then uh, William Birkin is in this game too. And what happens? Yeah, so is Wesker. And seeing what William Birkin does in this one, uh, 
And he acts all surprised in Resident Evil 2 when Umbrella's coming after him and his G-Virus. Like, the, the continuity is messed up. I really... I, what's up? Oh, go, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was like, I really feel like they could have done better writing in this game. I felt like they just... We need to get a prequel. We need to show, you know, what Umbrella was doing and how the T-Virus got released. Let, let's just just put something up and that's what they did yeah you know actually i did kind of pick up on something um when i was reading about development stuff for this game mm -hmm. where it seemed like they were making it but they didn't really have like a totally thought out story until pretty late uh into the development cycle interesting yeah, so that might be part of the reason why this is. That thing with Birkin, I think, is is minor. That's to me, that's kind of a just desserts thing. Where mm -hmm. he's like, he was being a real smug prick when he he helped carry that out. Ha ha, you know. Now I'll be the fucking star researcher, G virus, and then, well, you know, that attitude came back and bit him in the ass because he got fucking assassinated and they took his shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just kind of funny, <laughs> but. It, it, a, lot, a lot of the continuity problems comes from Rebecca and just other things that happen. Like, why does she never mention that she found all this shit to, like, any of them? Like, I found a facility out in the woods somewhere, too. There's more to this than, you know, what we know here. Mm -hmm. Like, she doesn't say anything about any of that. It's like, it, that's that's really odd. It's <laughs> like every franchise, either in movie, TV shows, or comics and stuff, when something is really good, it's like, man... We ended the series, but we can make a prequel. And I feel like that's what they did. And then, uh... They took... That's why I said they needed to change the character. Rebecca should have been a side character. And maybe have another Bravo team uh, member uh, be the main character. But then you wouldn't have Billy Cullen. That's the only thing. Which... I don't really mind Billy. I don't feel very strongly for him or against him. He was just kind of okay to me. <laughs> they always use this uh, in, like, military people that are, like, arrested uh, falsely and stuff. Like, he, he killed a village of people. And then you find out it was, like, somebody else. <clears throat> I feel like what he got arrested for, like, I, th I think this was implied, anyway. Uh... <clears throat> Is like he saw that massacre happen, and I feel like what happened was he he got in a fight with his superior. He possibly killed him to hmm. stop it, and that's why he's like. Then it looks like well, he just killed all these fucking people and killed his commanding officer or something. Mm -hmm. And but who knows? You know this character, this guy never shows back up in any of the other games. So it's like you know, you don't really get too invested in these side characters that just show up once and go away for. You know? I would mark out for Billy Cohen in future Resident Evil games, by the way. He's one of the better ones that, that showed up because he's not that offensive. He doesn't really, you know, irritate you like Steve does or Carlos does sometimes. Yeah, Steve could die. Billy could live. <laughs> Billy was, was competent and usually had, like, a good sense of, like, what to do and all this shit. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, if he brought they brought him back or something, that would be kind of neat, but eh, I don't know. Hey, man. Anything is... Ha anything. Never say never. 
Yeah. That's another wrestling term. <laughs> uh, um, I'm trying what to about the, you still want to talk about continuity, right? No, I mean, I'm out of continuity. Do you have any else to add about continuity? Oh, uh, there's more. There's a lot more of this than just all oh, the stuff with Rebecca. There's like, you know, how the virus gets unleashed. Yeah, that's it's another one. Marcus, all this stuff with Marcus, this this character, this guy who's like one of the the original researcher for the T virus that sings opera. Yeah, he turns into. I saw a, in the comment section for a video I was watching about this game, um, kind of doing what you were doing. Mm -hmm. uh, somebody said somebody said something about how like man that whole opera gimmick how he gets like. He gets killed and he gets revived by leeches and he can control leeches by singing is like that's so fucking stupid mm -hmm. like, honestly that sounds like a character that should be in a parasite eve game not resident Evil. i feel like megami uh was like playing parasite eve and he's like man we need to have a singing character in our game i don't think megami had much to do with this game he didn't really come up that much when i read about development then it had to be Capcom. Capcom had to been playing Parasite Eve and been like, "Hey, what if we had Maybe. a what if we had an opera singer that controls leeches?" Maybe like it just comes off like a, he should be in a Final Fantasy, more more of a Parasite Eve game. Now played those and I know about them more. And this unleashing the virus kind of thing, like they went overboard with one the leeches, two a giant scorpion coming on a train. Uh, out of nowhere, a giant bat, giant centipede, uh, then these uh, fucking apes. Uh, what well, else? they were they were experiments. Yeah, the monkeys were, but mm -hmm. the bat, like, and the scorpions, like, how far did this shit spread? Shouldn't there just be like a bunch of stuff in that forest that's like infected now, and it's like a monster if that's the case? <laughs> I don't, just, I don't know. It seemed kind of like, eh, I don't know. It seems a little far fetched, but uh, that whole deal with the Marcus was like awful. And like, uh, like how he he's the one that spread the virus somehow. I'm not sure. I I guess he attacked the underground facility at the mansion and broke it out. When originally, it was just an accident. You know, like they fucked up or something, and then it got out. Yeah. Which is, I don't know, more believable, I guess. It's definitely more believable than this shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so bo bottom line is, like, the cont continuity is just, it's out of control. Uh, definitely doesn't feel connected when you see both characters in both games acting differently. And other stories that are happening in the game. Nope. Just doesn't add up. But let's move on to some voice acting. Um, quickly noted that Rebecca Chambers, a uh, voice actor, did really well. Uh, Billy Cohen did really well. There were some cheesy moments. Like, what are you, part of stars? And I'm like... The way he says that, he's like, you're with stars. I'm like, what the fuck? Why did yeah. you say it so long like that? <laughs> yeah, like, they had... They still have their campy moments, and uh, Wesker was a little weird, and yeah. Birkin was weird. <laughs> Birkin came off real, real campy. Like he was like real, kind of over the top a bit. 
he felt more like a, a guy that would be in one of your games. Yeah, you'll never catch me. <laughs> like, I'm going to take over your research. <laughs> That's like literally what he does. Yeah. While that guy is like dying on the floor. <laughs> and, then, and then Wesker bends over and like mocks him like he's like a fucking some 17 year old bitch in high school with a click or something. Yep. <laughs> like, I'm like, what the Wesker would do this shit? This is still when they couldn't really pin down like what they wanted Wesker to sound like. Mm-hmm. He had like that. Suddenly he was British in Code Veronica. He wasn't originally, and then they did remake, and he sounds like you know American again, and then he sounds British in this. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm an evil villain. Chip, chip, yeah. chip, radio. He was real. Poor <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Marcus. It's like. Oh. <laughs> they, he was over the top too, Marcus was. Yeah, they eventually get it right, but it's in like Resident Evil 5. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, other than that, like nothing really else to talk about. It's just another Resident Evil game with some campiness and come come and some uh you know, good good scenes with good acting, so Anything else to add before we move on? About the VO stuff? Um, not, not really. Uh, nope. Alrighty. Let's go into some damn apes, because I fucking hate those apes. Uh, but that's just the name of the title. <laughs> uh, different versions of Resident Evil Zero. You had the GameCube. Uh, did it come out for PS2? I don't, it never came out for PS2, right? Nope, they those games remained exclusive up until the they came out on the Wii later. Yeah, the Wii had like some waggle stuff with the motion stuff, but it, they they still had the same game pretty much. I mean, you could use a classic controller and play it that way. Yeah, I think you could even use a GameCube controller if you wanted. Mm-hmm. And then there's not really anything different about those. No, not at all. Uh, th then. It came out PS3, correct? Yeah, it came out on PS3 in 360 when they did the HD thing, and then they ported them up to the current consoles yeah, P E2. Yeah, PS4 and the PC, and then eventually it came out on the Switch where there was apparently problems with load times. That's the only thing I heard about that game, is that the load times is a little long than usual. And, uh... The camera system is all fucked up in that game. Uh, I know we had a debate on Facebook about this because I was gonna buy these games, and then all of a sudden, uh, I just I don't want to spend thirty dollars. <laughs> there was a lot of reports about these uh, games coming out on Switch having problems. Mm-hmm. Problems that used to not exist. Uh, frame rate. Like, Remake is just trash. It has frame rate dips in it. Um, and Zero has, like, the controls are weird in it. And, yeah, both of them have load time problems. Apparently, these aren't as bad if you buy the, cart the cartridge. Um, the only cartridge is there is Resident Evil Zero. Resident Evil 1 is download, and then Resident Evil 4 is download also. Why? I don't know. I feel like Capcom tried to just do a catch grab. Pretty much. 
why would you do that when like both of those games are more popular than zero that makes no sense i i don't know and it pisses me off that companies do this with nintendo like nintendo obviously wants to have a third party but then they have these third party like companies go all right we're gonna put witcher 3 on your in your switch but we're not gonna do anything we're just gonna port it okay and then you fucking get it on the system and then it's like running like trash and then it's unplayable and they never fix it because who gives a fuck it's nintendo we already got our money on uh uh ps4 and xbox one and pc who gives a fuck it's really disappointing about Witcher 3, although, I mean, I can totally understand. That sounds like that'd be difficult to do. Well, that uh, that's a rumor, and I'm I'm dreading it because of Resident Evil. Uh, I'm hoping that maybe they put some work into Witcher 3. Actually, I heard the Assassin's Creed game uh, 3 on Switch is really good. Tell me this. How does Ubisoft... Uh, which is always known for having buggy-ass games, have a good port, but Capcom can't put out a good port on a fucking uh, Nintendo system. I guess it comes down to personnel and motivation. It's, <laughs> it's sad. Just, my whole thing with bringing that up is because I've got, you know, several friends that have a Switch, you have a Switch. I don't have a Switch yet just because I'm not ready to buy one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that this has been going on a lot where they're pouring games, more games to it, but I'm just like, Hey, you know, maybe you should kind of watch out for how these turn out a little bit more because it seems like switch ports are kind of hit and miss. Yeah. And they always, uh, like my, my strategy in, in buying games now are, are way different than what they used to be. I used to be like, oh, I'm going to buy it right now. Now I kind of just, I see what the the reviews are with YouTubers, not like big websites. And then I I just waited out like a month. And if the, if the game is still being talked about and being played and stuff, I'd be like, all right, the hype is real. I'm going to go buy it. Because there's always a high when the game comes out. It's always the first two weeks where people just go, Oh, this game's amazing. And then after the two weeks, you never hear the game again. Yeah. You gotta be more careful these days just because of how how they all handle themselves. Like, it, it really came about with, like, the last generation of consoles, how they started treating game releases. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, we can just patch it, you know? Fuck it. We'll just put it out there and we'll fix it with a patch later. It's kind of like not really good used to i preferred it when you used to have to put out a game that worked Mm -hmm. no matter what you know uh but um yeah everything be more careful these days i still buy games like instantly if i know i want them yeah Uh, you know and if, if problems come about whatever you know i take that risk but there there are other instances like these here like when you hear oh we're porting to this we're porting to switch I know you just gotta be careful about that stuff sometimes. Ports don't always turn out great. Sometimes there's problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it upset me because I don't know if they're ever gonna patch it. I, I can. Could... might not, you know? That happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Look at WWE 2K19 on fucking Nintendo Switch. Garbage frame rate. 
Oh, really? I didn't know anything about that. Yeah, and they didn't patch it. And now the game is still running around like $40, and I'm like, it should be t like $5. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that, it's that bad. Like, once it starts hitting triple threat, it starts slowing down. That's how bad Ooh. it is. Man, that's not good. Yeah. I mean, I get the appeal of wanting to buy a game on a Switch that would otherwise be on something else. I mm -hmm. totally get it. You know, because there's the portability factor of it, and it's it's nice. It's a nice size for for that. Because I know there's some people that are like, I just can't get in portable systems because the screen's small and shit. Well, the Switch is basically the size of a tablet, so that kind of eliminates that. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, it's just uh, you got because it's Nintendo. They're always usually below the hardware curve and they do that on purpose it's for money reasons usually because mm -hmm. they know they 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 know they they can get money out of pokemon out of mario out of fucking metroid and all that games that don't need high graphics like the last of us or death shining and all that crap it's a it's a smart strategy that works for them like i don't blame them for doing that because it keeps costs down for them and it makes things more affordable for the consumer mm-hmm but, you know, you got to always, ever since uh, we got into Wii, you've got to really watch how ports go because they're not going to be the same because that, that hardware is beneath the competitors. You got to know that. Yep. Fucking third-party fuckers. Don't fucking try to cash grab me ever again. <laughs> uh, we kind of touched on a, bo a bonus modes and unlockables where you, you could get Wesker shooting laser out of his eyes like superman uh yeah. and how to get the weapons and stuff is there anything else i they had costumes in this game correct yeah i think it used to be um when you on the original version i think you had to play leech hunter a little to unlock them or you had to beat the game to unlock them mm -hmm. uh but like now there's just a costume suitcase that rebecca and billy have and you can access a lot um, I really like that they added her prototype outfit from like when it was on N64. Mm -hmm. And I really like how they added her uh, outfit from the original Resident Evil. You know, when she has like the ba the bandana and stuff. Yeah. That's the one I use when I play. Yeah, because continuity. <laughs> <laughs> she lost her bandana. Where'd it go? <laughs> Fucking. Um, but like, uh, I do want to play this game again sometime later, just playing Wesker mode. Mm -hmm. uh, just because that that motivates me to play it again. Uh, and uh, I've been trying to play Leech Hunter, but it's like it's kind of hard. But I have like a strategy I figured out because if you ever go to play it, it's uh, it's uh, Leech Hunter is a lot less stressful than playing the main game. I'll say that because you know what you're in for. I just fucking hate leeches and the, the leech people with the long arms like well it's not about like killing them i guess the titles look... um it's really what it is is it's a bonus game where you run around and you pick up leech charms yeah and like each character can pick up 50 of each kind like rebecca can pick up green and billy can only pick up blue and ideally what you want to do is get all 100 so you can unlock everything Huh. But the thing is, when you pick up a leech charm, they cut, they stack in tens, and you can't drop any of them once you pick them up. 
So you got you kind of run through the training facility. All this takes place in the training facility. Not every area is accessible though. Some of them are just blocked off. It mainly takes place in the main building. Um, but like once you figure out, oh, I can't drop any of this shit, and you're supposed to kind of go through and pick up more uh, weapons and recovery items to help you. Mm-hmm. It's like fuck. That's not a good idea. So I developed a strategy where basically what I do is. I go through the whole game just picking up weapons and recovery items and clearing the whole place out. <laughs> and then once that's done, what I'm supposed to do is just drop everything and pick up all the charms and just get out of there. <laughs> I've yet to do that because I've died three times trying to do it this way. It's 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 just tough. It's kind of hard. But I have fun while I do it. Yeah, I, n- I never messed around with any of these bonus modes before because... I don't know. I'm weird when it comes... I should be trying to do that just so that I can milk a game. Like, the only games I ever milked before was uh, all the Metal Gear games. Especially playing, like, European fucking mode. That's fucking hard as fuck. Bonus modes in the old games are fun. Like, two. Like, you got Extreme Battle in two. That's fun. Mm -hmm. You know, you had Fourth Survivor. That's part of shit in the original game, though. Um, then, you know, in 2, we had 4th Survivor and all that other stuff. I wish they had battle mode in Make 2. Mm-hmm. That's uh, sorely missed. And then 3 had Mercenaries. Uh, every time when I finish a story, I'm just like, I'm, I'm done with the main story. I'm done with the game. I, I've always been that way, and I just need to stop doing that. Battle like, mode's fun, though, in 2, because it's just like, you basically you just pick a character and you just run through and kill shit it's almost more like stress relief at that point point. and they should do that with all the games <laughs> yeah yeah any other bonus modes do you uh is there there because i i don't know that's, uh, that's kind of it it was just leech hunter and then they added wesker mode in the hd version yeah it's interesting i should try out wesker mode i think i'd have fun <laughs> like you said um, do you have any good stories or journals or diaries that you find in this game? Uh, you know, none of them really stood out too much to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than the, one, the only one I think I really liked any was the guy who was part of the team that was sent to uh, basically restart the training facility. Yeah, that's, um, that's pretty much the same one i was going to use <laughs> yeah it was kind of interesting because he he found like all the fucked up shit that was there and like no you know he talked about like oh there's weird creatures are here it's like we found out he's been doing experiments on people like what the fuck you know like he's all surprised like he doesn't know about any of this stuff mm-hmm. so um i like the whole train scene um most of the documents i i thought it was pretty convenient that every document that I found had something to do with uh, researching the virus or researching Umbrella. Well, that train is an Umbrella company train, actually. Oh, I, I didn't. I only saw that one guy with the <laughs> the pin. I guess, I guess that yeah. was, that was a company train. Wow. I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's it's for all their employees and stuff. It's it's what it is. That's why it's like that. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah, I love the train scene. Mm-hmm. 
do you think that should have been later in the game? Or do you think it was perfect to get to, obviously, the destination of the training facility? No, I, I think it's fine where it's at, because uh, it's kind of like a... Immediately, you're kind of thrown into, like, a weird situation. Like, you're on a train, and, and this train's, like, really opulent and strange. Just like how all the good areas are in Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Like, the mansion is, like, the, the key... Uh, example of that and then throughout the series they try to replicate that it's like oh this police station is like weirdly opulent and strange too (laughs) and so is clock tower in Resident Evil 3 you know it gives you similar vibes yeah um I just oh go ahead sorry who who did the who started the train by the way was it the umbrella soldiers is that what they were going for by the way I think so, yeah, because, like, you don't know that they're on there at first, and then there's that cutscene where they all get wiped out by leech bullshit. Oh, that's what I want to bring up. Did you feel that there was a lot of cutscenes in this game? There's more in this game than what were in other ones. Like, yeah, if you're not counting the in-game cutscenes, if you're talking about the CG ones. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's definitely more CG in this game, which it was really good in this game when it came out. So they might've been doing that on purpose to show it off. Yeah. I just felt like they overdid it too much a little bit where it's like, <laughs> you go in this room and they're like, Oh, activate cutscene, <laughs> And then you go down the hall, you activate cutscene, And especially when they do end game cutscenes where you, uh, you see one of your Bravo team member guys, like is a zombie. I'm like, Oh my God, emotional moment. I yes. have, there's a couple that are, like, really pointless. Like, you know when uh, she goes into the first uh, car where, like, everybody animates there and you have to take them down really quick? Mm-hmm. And then it's, like, immediately after that ends, there's just a, another CG cutscene cut scene where she's like, what? I thought they were dead. And then it's over and you're back in the game. I'm like, what? Why did you... What was the point of that? <laughs> yeah. I just... Just let it settle. You could definitely tell that, that they were trying to show off their the power of the GameCube. Like, oh, look at this amazing cutscene. Oh, look at this amazing cutscene. I'm like, oh, God. Some of them, while I was playing it the second time uh, on PC, I just I kept on skipping it. I was like, I don't want to see any more. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, but that was a good story. Uh, do you have any personal stories about this game? Um, you know, uh, not really, to be honest. Okay. That might be just because, uh, I always felt this game was disappointing. Mm-hmm. Even back when it was brand new, I, I kind of had mixed feelings about this game. Uh, it was like my least favorite out of all the classic styles. Yeah, I, I actually do have a personal story. So, okay. uh, me and my friend in... Oh, wow. This came out in 2002. Two. So I was, yeah. still, I was still in New York. So this was middle school for me. Um, yeah. I, yeah, it is middle school. <laughs> um, we did a website, a fan club for Resident Evil. And uh, this, we it did it right when, before, we actually did it before Resident Evil Zero. So this was, Still 2001, uh, we were seeing stories in Game Informer, 
and seeing stuff in Funko Land, their little TV of all the Resident Evil Zero stuff. And we decided to do artwork for uh, Resident Evil series. He would do like, uh, you know, like the Funko Pops, how they how they look. They look like cartoony. Yeah. Well, he was drawing pretty much like Funko Pops on paper. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of cool. So he did Funko like before it existed. Yeah. So he he might he might be the fucking owner of Funko. Who knows? <laughs> I actually got to look <laughs> into that. Um, but he would like draw like these cartoony uh, Resident Evil characters, and I would just draw like all the bosses. So I drew Nemesis. I drew. I drew that fucking big ass scorpion <laughs> in Resident Evil Zero, uh, and then I would get I would go to my dad and he would, you know, put it on the scanner because the scanners were huge in two thousand one. Like, hey, you like to scan your pictures? Here's this big ass fucking scanner, and um, eventually we put it on GeoCities because <laughs> that's how we made websites back then. Yeah, Angel Fire. Angel Fire and GeoCities. You know, I take it back. I do have a personal story. Uh, it doesn't have anything to do with this game in particular, though, but because of what you brought up, it reminded me of something. Okay, shoot. Uh, back in high school, because uh, when this game came out, I was in high school. Uh, I was, I think I was a freshman back then. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, in high school, you know, I made some new friends there. And we all liked Resident Evil a lot. And we did this thing where it's like, remember MSN Messenger? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> MSN Messenger was like not as popular as AOL Messenger, but whatever. <laughs> it's I, what we all used. I think I I think I was still rocking ICQ. <laughs> oh wow! I was I was always the MSN Messenger guy. But um. We would all get on there and just, just chat and bullshit like after school because it was better than being on the phone all day and get pissing your parents off and stuff. <laughs> like, we could just talk to each other all the time like after school on chat. Uh, eventually, I don't know how this came about, but we would always like do this thing where we would goof off and like pretend like we're one of the characters in the game and like put like basically make a parody out of it kind of thing really role-playing yeah and like this eventually morphed into this project where all of us were basically writing uh in screenplay format parodies of these games and just totally like just making it like a comedy basically <laughs> nice and it, it was it was really silly and dumb like it was it was it was really dumb and uh it would be stuff like Chris was we basically made Chris like a retard like he was a total retard <laughs> here this comes from now <laughs> I dropped my bag of guns no <laughs> uh, one of my friends like we, we we were basically like making picks of who who would play who and uh, one of my friends couldn't make it at the time and he got stuck with just a few characters that were just left over mm -hmm. and one of them was Barry and he specifically made it to where, like, Barry was also retarded, too, but in, more, in a more endearing way. Mm -hmm. And, I don't know, it would be stuff like he would he would make fun of how some of the shit Barry would say, like, well, it's a weapon, it's really powerful. So, he took that gimmick and basically said it, made it to where Barry would always just say really obvious things. Like, he was <laughs> Captain Obvious. Like, they're standing there in front of a door, him and Jill, and he's like, it's a door. <laughs> 
and then she's like, I know. And then she goes to the door. Like Jill was the straight man, basically. I played, <laughs> I played Jill. Everybody else was always stupid or, or up their own ass or something. She was the only one that was straight. <laughs> but uh, we did this all the way up to uh, Code Veronica. We did every game like that. And I have the printed out copies that I made in school at the computer lab. I, I used printer paper and ink from the school to print it out. You still have that? I still have them, yes. Damn. <laughs> it's, it's pretty neat, yeah. You should put that up one day. Fuck, I'll have to scan them. I don't have the old computer files, I just have the hard copies. I mean, it's easier these uh, these days for scanners now. All you gotta do is like put them through a feeder. Yeah, it's just yeah, one of those little miniature scanners. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've come a long way. It used to be you open up this fucking lid, and then you center it perfectly on like the glass. <laughs> and then you shut the lid and you press the button and you wait like five minutes. And you know when you shut the lid, like it would like move the piece of paper and then fuck up your uh, your scan. Yeah, it's like off by like ten degrees and it's fucking sideways and shit. Yeah, <laughs> my god. <laughs> The early and uh, not the early nineties, the late nineties and early two thousands, technology was still dumb. <laughs> kind of miss those times a little bit. Things were simpler. Yep. Uh, <laughs> a quick personal story, not related to the game. <laughs> um, in my area, we had a uh, an abandoned building. It was kind of big, kind of looked like the mansion, and me and my Ooh. friends used to uh, do like a role play kind of thing, just you know, in person. And I would always be Barry, because I would always say the dumb things. <laughs> like, what a mansion! <laughs> and that's all. <laughs> Barry used to be a joke, but now everybody loves Barry. Yep. <laughs> I, what's funny is that I had the same vest as Barry Burton, so that's why I roleplayed him. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. He's actually one of my favorite characters. Yeah, now he is. Everybody used to be like, Barry's like fucking lame or whatever. It was like when you get older, like, appreciate the cheesy parts of Resident Evil better. Oh, no, dude. Like, I, I liked him because he had that big-ass gun. Like Me too. I, that's why I liked him. Like, that fucking just badass. Barry's running around with this big-ass revolver just one-shotting zombies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Let's move on to the last stop. Now, this is going to be the lightning round where... Um, we quickly go and say, you know, what our favorite was, what is our favorite part of the game, weapons, yada, yada, yada. What do you prefer to play as? Uh, Billy, because of the reasons I said before, mm -hmm. which was faster, he uh, shoots faster, he takes more damage. It's easier to explore with him. Yeah, I think I, I think I would have to choose Billy because of you know uh, he could take more hits. Uh, he's faster. Um, just how we said before, pretty much. Yeah. What is your favorite boss battle? Uh, the proto tyrant, both versions. Uh, uh, mostly because like the scorpion is like super easy. It's just you're stuck in a big hallway and you can't really move. Mm -hmm. All you can do is just shoot it in the head. So there's really no strategy to that. Yeah. Um, and then, like, everything else is, like, super simple like that, too. Like, that big centipede, it's just, you just shoot it. <laughs> um, you don't, try not to get hit and shoot it. Uh, there's, I might forget the bat. The bat was, like, the most annoying. 
I actually enjoyed the Queen Leech. Yeah, that's fun. You know, it's fun. It's just I like the proto tyrant in this game because it's it's to me it's like my favorite tyrant appearance because he's like way taller than like a usual one. Mm -hmm. And he's weird looking. Like he has like he shakes and shit, and it's kind of creepy. It's because he's like a it's a proto tyrant. I think he's like a failed tyrant. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, I don't know. I always thought that one was like the creepiest looking version of him and stuff, and I, I just liked it. Yeah, so we're different. You like the Tyrant, I like the Queen Leech. That's a runner-up, though. The yep. whole the Queen Leech fights. Well, that's the next, you know, good fight. I mean, the other one's Giant Scorpion, Giant Centipede, Giant Bat. It's just like, fuck off. <laughs> the thing about the Scorpion, though, is it's, it's cool-looking. It's a spectacle, because uh, it bust through that that roof and it causes all that wind to blow and it's causing like all those curtains and shit in the background to billow and blow around and the wind's hitting you and it, it's a really cool like set piece but the fight itself is like pretty dull yeah but when you kill it and then you go back up there the scorpion's gone <laughs> it's gone well that's like everything else it just disappears when you come back and it loads yeah because i was like <laughs> Me and Rebecca are coming back upstairs, and I'm like, oh, check out the scorpion I just killed. Like, oh, it's gone. <laughs> oh. Um, oh, we forgot to kind of quickly touch on this. Uh, we talked about it anyway. The apes were annoying to shoot at. The little, uh, what were they called? The eliminators or, or accelerators? They call them eliminators, yeah. Yeah. They had that, and then they had the leeches, the... I call them like the the thing monsters because they kind of mimic the people that they take over, and uh, and they have these long ass arms, but they're like bullet spongy. That was annoying. Like I, every time I saw it, I was like, I just need to get away from them. Even yeah, it gets back into the balancing of the game a little bit, which is I feel like it's not balanced great because. I feel like there's a healing item deficit. Some of these enemies are just kind of hard to deal with, like the Eliminators especially. Mm -hmm. They take way too many hits, and they're fast, and they jump off walls and stuff. It's real, They're really hard to deal with in a fixed camera angle game. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the, the Leech monsters are another one where it's like, they take a bunch of fucking bullets if you don't use a fire-based weapon. Mm-hmm. And... Your options are flame grenades if you have them, which would be the best way to deal with them. Or you make Molotov cocktails, which suck. Because this gets into that whole deal where animations are too slow in this game and they cause you to get hit. Mm -hmm. The wind up to throw it is like super slow. You can't be too far away or it's just going to hit the ground. So you kind of got to get in this fairly close range to even hit them. Yeah. And you're going to get hit. There's no way to avoid it. It's going to grab you, and it's going to fuck you up. And it might even do it two or three times before you kill it with these things. Yeah. And that, that's, what, sucks. that's what I really wanted to bring up, is those, those two enemies just don't make them ever again. <laughs> they haven't so far. Yeah, hopefully. Um, What's your favorite part of the game? Um, Favorite part is the train. We're going to be on the same on that one. Training train is for me. Uh, favorite weapons? Well, probably the Magnum and the grenade launcher. 
we're gonna be magnum's just fucking satisfying it always is that's the only one that felt like it didn't change much mm -hmm. uh the grenade launcher is actually really good in this game it's very versatile it's probably the best weapon in the game because the shotgun feels a little underpowered in this one sometimes yep um this submachine gun's pretty nice too when you get to play with it yeah but like submachine guns usually go out quickly if you're if you don't use it right and uh i'm gonna have to agree with you on the, the weapons the, the grenade launcher and magnum is the most fun i had in that game the shotgun i was like i did the whole aim for the head thing and some of the times uh their heads wouldn't blow uh blow off and would fuck me up yeah i don't know yeah you had to aim a little specifically in this one for him. Uh, that reminds me of something else real quick. I didn't bring this up back when we were talking about items. It slipped my mind. Did you ever have problems picking items up in this game? Yes. Yeah, it seems like everything's off. Like, you're you're right there, but it's like, I can't grab it, I can't grab it, you get hit because you're fucking around trying to pick up an item. <laughs> I think the camera angle is what fucks it up because even when I was, like, trying to open the door, um... I would hit something diagonal from the door, be like, oh, this is a painting. I'm like, no, I didn't hit the painting, I hit the door. And I felt like that with the items, like when there was two herbs there, um, I would want to go for the green one, but I would choose the red one. And I'm like, this fuck, it's fucking annoying. <laughs> I feel like the, I don't know what else to call them other than a hitbox. I feel like the hitboxes for these items in this game are too small. Mm-hmm. Because in every other game, it's like, if you're in the general vicinity of the item and your character, they don't even have to necessarily face it, like, totally. If they're kind of there, you can pick it up. This yeah. one, it felt like you had to be dead on, like, pixels. It's like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Good good catch, by the way, because I was... I, that was another thing. Like, when I was in danger, I'd be like, oh, uh... I am. I don't want to pick up this item. It's gonna take forever. <laughs> so I, <laughs> yeah. I would just get out of get out of that room, just in general. All right. What is your best rank? Uh, I don't remember any of my previous ranks, but I got a D on this one. Uh, yeah, I got the same thing because I got really paranoid about dying and shit, and I started saving more. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I don't know. The game, this game felt pretty difficult compared to a lot of the other ones. Well, yeah, because you have to worry about two characters, and you had the 4D chess where you're, do I place my character here, or do I place my item here and then come back for it? Like, you had to pre-plan before you did something. Yeah, that's true. You did have to, you had to plan ahead more in this game than any other one. Mm-hmm. Like, other games, you would have to, like... You would go through uh, a section, and let's say if you did die, like, oh, I guess I don't do that. And this one, yeah, there's tr trial and error on what to do with the characters, but if you went with one character, be like, oh, this enemy is more powerful, and, and I went in with Rebecca, that means I have to be on my top game, or she's going to die quickly. Yep. So, like... There was a, I did I I want to say I did at least forty saves. <laughs> I didn't do that many. I think I had uh, 
maybe 20 or so a little i think it might have been at 20. Mm -hmm. i got too paranoid i was like i'm not doing this fucking section again because <laughs> it was safe I, I, I died more in this game i think than any other one i've played so far mm -hmm. i didn't even die when i played remake i didn't die once i'm i'm not gonna lie i definitely flirted with restarting the game on easy mode <laughs> I, did. I refuse i can't do it because i got i got pretty fucking ragey ragey i was like i'm i'm gonna fucking quit this game but i had to do it because of the podcast so <laughs> Let we, have me... to. we have an obligation yeah yeah so that's we're pretty much the same on uh this section because we know what to do in resident evil games now i want to bring something up for the final countdown i remember i said there was 13 games and I want to bring up that I am bad at math. <laughs> uh, so I was, you know, going back on the list of games that we we're supposed to play. And I'm like, it's kind of too short. Uh, because the Outbreaks, I'm going to put them all together. I'm not going to say Outbreak 1 and 2. Uh, they're going to be based on uh, the same. Because they're, they're online games. Uh, I wouldn't count them as different. I don't even know if we could really rank those games. It's kind of not fair. Yeah. You know, we can't play them as they're intended to be played. So, you know what? Not 15. It's going to be 14. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we got Survivor. Um, and then the Revelations games, 1 and 2. But anyway, Zach, where do you place Resident Evil Zero? Hmm. Well... All I know is right now I like it less than Code Veronica. Really? Okay. So beneath it, that that's probably going to get shifted around later. Some of these are probably going to get shifted around, but I'm going to put it at 8. Cool. Just for now. Alright, so to kind of recap here, at number 1 you have Resident Evil 1 Remake, at number 2 you have Resident Evil 2 Remake, at number 3 you have Resident Evil 2 1998, at 4 you have Resident Evil 3. At 5, Resident Evil 1. At 7 is Code Veronica. And now at 8 is Resident Evil 0. Yep. My ranking, I like it a little bit more than Code Veronica. And I like Resident Evil 1 Remastered a little more than Resident Evil 0. So I have it at number 9. Okay. So mine is number 1 is Resident Evil 3. Number two is Resident Evil 2 Remake. And number three is Resident Evil 2 1998. And number seven is Resident Evil 1. And number eight is Resident Evil 1 Remastered. At nine is Resident Evil 0. And at ten is Code Veronica. Yeah. Yeah. So we are done with the Rebirth episode. Now the, mm -hmm. the next one is... Uh, I, I named it and I... And doing air quotes, the bad uh, games. Where we're, we're gonna have one episode, we're not gonna put this in multiple parts because all the games are quick and the outbreaks are just online games, so we're gonna just do like quick mentions about it. Just touch on it a little bit. Yeah. Survivor, I think we will go into deep detail, and then I believe Dead Aim will go into somewhat of a deep detail, but not too much because they are short games. Yeah. And then there was, oh, I forgot, were we going to do anything about those uh, Chronicles games? 
No, I mean, I think we'll have like a, a recap uh, episode where we mention the movies, we mention the books, and then we'll mention like all these side games that happened. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, yeah, they came out on Wii. It was somewhat okay. <laughs> they had that cool gun, but that's about it. That that light gun. I uh, thought they were kind of fun. They were fun, but just like it's another cash grab where they're like, yeah, we know that we can't do all this power, so let's put it on a rail a rail shooter. Which is not bad because I do like Time Crisis. I do like uh, uh, the House of Dead and all that crap. I like those kinds of games. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we have the bad episode next. And then this is where I think we're going to have a little more fun, but also frustration. Uh, I mean, after Resident Evil 4, uh, Resident Evil 4 is a good game. But Resident Evil 5 and 6, huh. <laughs> I'm dreading those episodes. Oh, it won't be that bad, I don't think. Don't think. <laughs> uh, Resident Evil 5 I fucking hate that game I've come to terms with it I don't hate it anymore no I, I still hate it <laughs> you, might, you might change your mind this time I don't know we'll see maybe but anyway I think that's where we'll end it um, will you be streaming any other Resident Evil games I noticed you didn't do zero yeah uh, I'm I already streamed uh, Survivor, mm -hmm. and I'm not really set up to do any of the other stuff yet. Okay. So I probably won't from here on. Like, I could probably stream uh, five. I just figured you are going to do that because we're both going to play it. Yeah, we're going to be doing uh, <laughs> co-op. <laughs> this should be fun. <laughs> I think we're going to kind of intermittently tackle six with different people because I, I I said I was doing a playthrough with Andy and I think he's going to join us on that. Cool. And I think he's going to do four with us too, right? He is going to do four. Alright, sweet. Um, to catch our episodes, The Nemesis Project, we are on Podbean. If you go to novnetwork.podbean.com, we're on there. We're also on Spotify and iTunes. If you search up Nerd of View Network, we're there. And if we go on our website, which I'm still updating, by the way, um, I have a new theme, and I'm going to have a new setup, and there's going to be more shit to do on that website on nerdreview.com. And we post all our podcasts on there, too. But until next time, everybody, thank you for watching the Rebirth episode. We're going to be moving on to the bad episode. Until next time, later, guys. Peace.